0: This is the Sharp Bend Podcast. I'm Ashley, the creator and hostess of the show. This podcast is brought to you by the American Alpine Club and sponsored by Mammut. Since 1862, Mammut has been making gear that allows you to confidently go. In these challenging times, make sure you are recreating responsibly and adventure locally. This month, Mammut is focusing on hiking apparel, so the giveaway will follow the same theme. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to learn how you can enter to win the kento hooded hardshell jacket thank you to desert mountain medicine and mystery ranch for supporting this episode on october 7th 2017 mystery ranch's beloved ambassador inga perkins was taken by an avalanche of the mountains of southwest montana yet the memory of her life as a daughter friend and athlete continues to inspire and spread love the Inga Perkins Scholarship was established to provide financial assistance to a young female rock climber living in the greater Gallatin Valley. The scholarship seeks to give aspiring young women the opportunity to gain confidence through the physical, mental, and emotional growth that climbing nurtures. Be it climbing or the classroom, this scholarship will help fuel other young women on a kindred path. Learn more by heading to ingaperkinscholarship.com. Hawaii. Have you been there? What do you think about when you think of Hawaii? Today, I chat with a woman who tells me about one of her Hawaiian adventures that went wrong. And I'll kick this episode off with a news clip from KHON2 News in Hawaii that I found about this incident. I hope you enjoy.
1: Some visitors to the Hawaiian Islands are very thankful to be alive and well tonight after a wave nearly washed them out to sea. It happened on Kauai's North Shore. Nikki Sheffield spoke with a man who says he and his wife are lucky that they weren't swept out, and he's grateful to be able to even share his story. Nikki, Howard, despite numerous warning signs by lifeguards at Ka Beach, dozens of people hiked to Hanakapiai Beach on Monday. Then a huge wave swept people onto the rocks above. Thousands of visitors checked out the huge surf across the state this week, and some got an up-close experience. Michael Shapiro and his wife, Jacqueline, were excited to hike the Kalalau Trail. There was this family on the beach taking, like, family snapshot. I just said to my wife, I said, like, half kidding, said, oh, the last family portrait or something like that. Then a huge wave broke out at sea. Yeah, hi, I'm Alexandra Williams. I am a creativity coach in Sacramento, California, and some. um, I'm an Aries, so I am really interested in a lot of physical activity constantly, and I do a lot of um, outdoor things. I'm a, a river rafting guide in the summers on the South Fork of the American, which is a class three, four river um, I play ultimate frisbee. I rock climb. I do all sorts of things.
0: Cool. So yeah. you're an active woman.
1: Yeah. Pretty active. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very good. Um, and then, yeah, you reached out to me a couple of months ago to tell me uh, a story of uh, something that happened to you on a vacation, right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, yeah, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so I was in Kauai, on Kauai, visiting some friends. I was there for about two weeks. And what time of
0: month was this, or what time of year was
1: this? Oh yeah, this is in December, um, late December. December of 2019? Yep, exactly. Yep. Okay. Really close to the new year. Mm -hmm. So December, a few days before the event, I decided to meet up with some friends from the rafting community who just coincidentally happened to be on Kauai the same time that I was there. There was no planning on our part. We just discovered that we were both on the island at the same time and staying like kind of in the similar area. And we had gone surfing and decided to meet up. And then my friend was like, hey, are you gonna go on this hike to the waterfall? I heard it's really awesome. And I was like, no, I haven't. I don't have a pass or, cause you need a pass to get into this uh, or you need a, a permit. And he said, Well, I, ha- I happen to have an extra one. You want to come with me? We're going tomorrow. And I had no plans. I tend to be like not very into planning when I go on vacation. I like to just kind of arrive there and have some loose guidelines for what I want to be doing and then just not be super attached to anything really. And what's the site called? Um, so the site that we were trying to visit was Hanukapiai Falls, which is a 300 foot waterfall. In inland, um, right off of the Nepali coast in Kauai, and I had kept I kept hearing from multiple people, people who live there and some of their friends who visited the island. They're like, "Oh my gosh, you have to go on this waterfall hike! It's, it's really beautiful." So the day of the hike, um, I get to the shuttle. I am there's no cell service once you get on the shuttle and get into the tra- to the trailhead entrance, um, and so I kind of was hoping that my friends and I would meet each other. Um, just close to the trailhead at the you know time ish that we had said that we were we were going to meet, and so I arrived at um, Ka Beach where my friends were in Haina State Park, and they were just waiting for me. And we were we got started a little bit late, like a little bit later than we maybe should have to get to the falls, which was going to be about eight miles round trip, two miles along the coast, two miles inland. And so we start on this trail, which is it's it starts off pretty steep and pretty muddy, but there are a lot of tourists around because it's a pretty popular hike to get to this um, beach, which is called Hanakapi Beach. And the trail and it it was such a beautiful day. It was like perfect weather. The it was maybe 75 degrees outside, sunny, not too windy. We had had rain a lot on our trip for the last week couple weeks before that because Kauai has it's like one of the rainiest places on the earth on earth so um it was pretty great to be um hiking on this drier day however there was a surf advisory for the day on the north shore of the island which is um that we were then the nepali coast is on the north shore of Kauai, and we noticed that but it, we kind of didn't really consider it for our situation because we weren't going to any of the beaches. We were just kind of going the, the trail is really high up on a cliff, like next to on the, on the coast next to the the ocean. Right. So there's no chance of like the high surfer advisory, like impacting us at all because we're so high off the ground. Um, I would guess like a thousand feet from the sea. From the shoreline. Um, mm. So, as we're walking, we we start to notice like we're right there next to the um, cliff. Uh, we start to notice these huge waves just crashing up the side of the cliff, kind of up the coast. We like every time we'd come around a corner, we could see the waves just slamming into the side of the cliffs, and they were the waves would crash so high up, and we were just kind of amazed at how much power we could we were witnessing with the water and that was kind of the kind of like a little foreshadowing for something that was going to happen later but we're just kind of taking our time on the trail it's like it's pretty muddy and slick because it had been uh, slippery but I'd heard that it has people have been on that trail like a lot with it being a lot more slippery and muddy and kind of treacherous and there are multiple stream crossings that you have to be careful with it's not it's not a super technical hike but you want to go really slowly so that there are no like missteps and you can slide off the side of the mountain or the cliff um so we took it took us about an hour and 45 minutes just kind of slowly winding our way down from the trailhead to the major stream crossing, which is Hanakapi Stream. And as you're as we're approaching the Hanakapi stream, we notice these signs, um, these warning signs that say like, don't go in the water. There are four signs, like 10 feet one after the other. And we're like, okay, we get it. Don't go in the water. (laughs) And Hanakapiai Beach is also one is known to be one of the most deadly beaches in the world because tourists and locals will just like not heed the warnings of don't go swimming here because they're really powerful riptides. There's not a protective reef like there are on a lot of other swimming beaches, And so people will go swimming and not really understand um, the power of the sea that's that is so close. So anyway, lots of people have drowned in this particular beach because they're, they're not being careful and just going in the water, even though they're not supposed to. And so anyway, we saw these signs. They're like, "Okay, get it. Don't go. Don't go in the water." Perfect. Check. Ten feet <laughs> later. Okay, we're not going in the water. Ten feet later. Okay, yeah. sign yeah. number three. No, nope, yeah. we're still not going in the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we get to the stream crossing, which also has warning signs. It's like, "Be beca- beware of flash floods." If there's sw- this is like very swish moving water, just be really careful. Just whatever. Be- it's it's about 15 feet wide at the time that we crossed it. Um it probably has the potential to get much wider with, you know, heavier rainfall. Um How deep was it? Not deep, maybe a foot where we were crossing. Okay. Um yeah, it was but it was fast. It was moving pretty fast. Like if you like someone dropped their sunglasses right in front of us and we like watched the sunglasses go away really fast. And we're like, oh bye. Um so we crossed the stream pretty easily. Uh When I got to the other side, we decided to, this is when you get to the other side, there's a, that's where the waterfall trailhead starts and you have, it's at a little crossroads where you can go to the beach or to go and like enjoy the beach, not go swimming, or you can go on the path to get to the waterfall, uh, which was our intention. But it had we had already been hiking for a couple hours, and so we decided to take a, a little snack break to you know replenish and have some water. And uh, we had initially started um, to eat some things and have water right there by the stream. But um, I it felt a little bit cramped, and there were kind of a lot of people around. Um, like I said, this is pretty touristy this particular spot. Um, but I. I thought, well, maybe I know there's a beach really close by. Why don't we go, you know, look at the water <laughs> and have like a little bit of a better view, be a tiny bit more comfortable maybe. And my friends were like, yeah, that's a good idea. So we get, get our packs, um, start walking toward the beach and there are already a lot of people on these boulders. And we start to, we're like, okay, don't go on the beach. It's a strong surf warning. Um, so we found some boulders that were maybe, um, 30 feet or so from the sand line, which after the sand line started, there was probably, um, I don't know, 20 feet or 30 feet more of sand, sandy beach where the waves were crashing. Um, and we chose some spots on some boulders that were, like I said, about 30 feet there. All the boulders were dry. There was no indication that water was coming up as high as we were sitting. So we felt pretty safe and good in our chosen little lunch spot. And we, as we're sitting here watching, um, just, you know, paying attention to the sea and watching the waves come in and just like, wow, these are really powerful waves, but none of the waves are coming anywhere close to even the, the rocks, like the edge of the rocks, which is we're thirty about 30 feet away from the edge of the rock line. And so we just continue to feel good where we're at. And at one point, this this family of eight people, they had, they were on the beach, like on the sand, um, kind of closest to the water, and they all had their backs to the sea, which is like number one rule, don't turn your back on the ocean ever. Um, I can't tell you how many times I heard that after I was sharing this accident with some friends, but... um, the family was just like had their backs and they were getting their pictures taken. And my friend just kind of off made this offhand remark of like, Oh, that's going to be the last family portrait they ever take. And he was kind of just kidding. And his, his partner and I were like, oh. we kind of awkwardly nervously laughed. And then we just kind of kept watching them and everything was fine. And um, as we're sitting there, I, and after he made that comment, I noticed that one of the waves came, it like slipped up and started, it like kind of grazed the edge of the rock line, which is still like quite a bit in front of us. Like, like I said, 30 feet about in front of us. And I just noted like, oh, I wonder if we should maybe move. And I had like this little intuitive hit that like, there's potential for the water to come closer to where we were sitting and we keep moving, we keep moving forward. I kind of brushed, brushed off that little hit intuitive hit that I received and we continue to like have our snack and pay like, look at the, look at the water, notice the people. And there's this rooster that comes along. There are a lot of like, uh, free range uh, wild roosters and chickens all over Kauai because of some hurricane that happened and kind of took down some chicken farm, I guess. And so there was this little rooster hanging out with us and we were just looking at it. And it was kind of funny to see a rooster on this really beautiful. It's pretty random. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think maybe someone was trying to feed it. I don't know what was going on, but saw a rooster and um just um, moments later my friend made this other comment he was like oh this wave's coming get ready to run and i look up and i see the water like rushing toward us and my next thought is grab your uh, my next thought is oh this is going to be inconvenient my backpack might get wet <laughs> and then no sooner did i like reach down to grab my backpack and turn to run away and kind of like avoid the kind of getting splashed did I notice um I had this I have no idea why I remember this particular detail but my little purple titanium spork that I was keeping in my backpack that I was using for part of my um snack was like floating up in between the rocks and I remember reaching for it and then the next memory I have is being tumbled and slammed against the rocks and everything went black against the boulders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, that, that wave that just came kind of came from out of nowhere. My friend had said, get ready to run. It just kept coming. Like the, you, we could not have any, in any way have predicted like the strength and the quantity of water that was coming and rushing toward us. And there's no way we could outrun it. There's just, it was, came so fast. And it was almost like it came up in slow motion. Like, oh, we, have, we maybe have time to like move to higher ground. But just in that quick instant of thinking that you have the time, did we get just totally pummeled by all this water? And so I ended up being like completely submerged, um, tumbled around on the boulders, Um, I don't know if I lost consciousness in that moment or if I just blacked out and my brain was like, you don't need to remember this because it's going to be true, too traumatic. Um, but the next thing I remember after turning and like reaching for my spork was blackness and then stopping, like there's no movement. And I like feel the water rushing back behind me and, I remember standing up and thinking, like, "Ooh, that was a little violent." And then I opened my eyes and I looked down, and there's this massive, like, golf ball size bruise, contusion, swollen thing on my left cheek. And I, I just did like a body once over of like assessing my injuries and discovering that there's just like so much going on on my body with this like really fast. Yeah. <sighs> experience.
0: So, so when the, when the water rushed back out past you back out to the sea, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, what were you thinking in those few moments? Were you grabbing
1: all your stuff? Were you looking for your friends? What was happening? Well, honestly, when it was rushing back, I was mostly trying to like, hang on to whatever I was close to. Like, I don't remember physically grabbing for anything but I think you that because that current yeah. can just really be that that's a really strong current
0: that can suck you back out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I don't, I don't know how deep the current the, the wave was or the water, but it was strong enough to pick me up, me and my friends and everyone else who was around us. It was probably like 30 other people, um, pick us up and like move us 15 to 20 feet. Yeah. So after I kind of stood up and felt i started i noticed that my face had taken like maybe the most force of this um impact um i was kind of feeling like i ran my tongue along my teeth to find out if i had any like broken teeth which i didn't um i started like you know palpating other parts of my face to see to try to figure out if something in my face was broken or dislocated or something and it didn't seem like anything was Um, I just had this huge swelling thing next to my, underneath my left eye, like on my left cheekbone. And then I looked down and I saw that I had a big, another big, like golf ball size contusion on my right wrist. Um, a really big scrape on my left quad, um, and a huge swelling, like a grapefruit size swelling in my left knee. You just got banged up. I got so banged up. <laughs> did, did anything happen to your friends? Did they get all banged up too? They got banged up a little bit. I would say that of all the people that I saw who um, got hurt from this sneaker wave was one woman got a helicopter out because she broke her ankle. Um, another person, I think, maybe had some... Dizziness or something, so they also got a helicopter, and they were worried about, um, you know, head head injury. And I saw other people with like scrapes and cuts on their heads, cuts on their bodies. It was just a lot of. Um, it seemed like my, like minor laceration kind of things. Um, my, my friends were, it looked like they had some scrapes on their arms and knees and there was like a little bit of a thing on the, on my friend Mike's ear. Um, but they seemed, they seemed like pretty okay. Like we're, we're all very shooken up and like, what just happened to us? Oh my God. Um, but from my, like (laughs) my assessment was my visual assessment was I got kind of on the bodily damage spectrum. I think mine were kind of on the higher end of damage side. Um, It was, it was very intense. Although I will say that I don't have a memory of the impact or the pain. Um, I think that my body went into shock, like almost immediately and kind of just stopped making me feel the discomfort from everything that had just happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember. So as I said, like the water was rushing back. I remember like suddenly being like, okay, where are my friends? Where's my stuff? Uh, I grabbed. I saw. I was able to like put my eyes on my friends. They were fine. They were up up the shore. One was yelling for his wife. Mike was yelling for his wife Jackie, and they found each other, and then they found me. And I immediately grabbed my backpack and recovered that. Um, and I somehow on my way to connect with uh, Mike and Jackie I saw Mike's backpack and I like went to grab it and his shoes or one of his I don't know some I remember grabbing shoes and a backpack (laughs) like immediately taking all the backpacks to higher ground and then looking around and like continuing to assess further like are we safe here what needs to happen next um what about the other people what's what's going on what, what about the other people? I mean, did did people get swept out into the ocean? You know, it was really hard to figure that out because how would we know? It seemed like everyone was accounted for. There was one woman who was kind of shouting for her son. She was on the sand, like really close to the water, kind of like looking for her son, shouting for him. And a bunch of people were shouting her like, get off the beach. Like, that's going to happen again. What are you doing? And she was just like, oh, heck no. I got to find my kid. And I mean, eventually she discovered that someone yelled at her, like, Hey, your son's up here. And they were, they were reconnected. Um, but we were talking about that of like, how would we know if someone got pulled out to see who was like hiking by themselves right? or if like a couple was hiking and both of them got pulled away, you know? So, um, it, I mean, it turned out that there were, there were no missing people like in the reports and all that there's I, th- I think that everyone was accounted for from la- the last i heard that's so, so
0: scary so then <laughs> so after the carnage uh mellows out and y'all get to higher ground you collect all your belongings make sure everybody's you know
1: feeling okay do you end up hiking out i mean you you have to hike out right that's yeah 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 good question that was um i mean i did for a moment i was like <sighs> I think this is maybe a bad idea to hike out, but I would prefer to hike out rather than call a helicopter for myself. I think it'll be fine. Like, I, I, um, someone, it was like really, really, really slow going. Um, someone who was not part of like the carnage, who was like, I guess they heard like all the shouting and all the people like, Oh, that sounds like a bad situation. They had crossed, they were waiting to cross the stream. And like I said, the stream was kind of close to the beach area. And she, she came across and she was also on the way to the waterfall. And she was like, Hey, do you want some ibuprofen? And in hindsight, like, I just trusted that this was ibuprofen. It could have been anything, but I trusted the person. Like, I don't, I don't think that people would have like ill will, like, Oh, how about you eat this pill? Let's see what happens. No, <laughs> I no. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thinking about it later, like that, I don't know, but it was fine. It was fine. It was like one of those big, uh, like 800 milligram ibuprofen. And that, that, I think that really helped with my pain management and ability your to swelling. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. And mm-hmm. help, help get me out easily, more easily. Um, and in like less discomfort. Um, so we decided that we were, um, good enough to keep going and we crossed back, crossed the stream again. And my friends were, it seemed like time was really, I had this different experience of time where I really just needed to get out of there and move to higher ground. I kept kind of reliving that wave trauma and imagining that another one was going to come inland and like sweep us out. And so I just needed to get the hell away from that stream and away from all the water. And I don't know what was going on with my friends, but it seemed like from my little trauma um, experience that they were just moving so slowly, but it, it's possible that they were just moving at regular speed. And I was like, ah, I have to get out of here. <laughs> and so I, I crossed and like kind of went quickly up the hill and waited for them. Um, at the top, and meanwhile more hikers are coming down and they're like seeing the state of my face and they're kind of freaking out too. They're like, Oh, are you okay? Like, no. <laughs> but I'm fine. I'm gonna keep going. Um and we just we just took our time and got it took us, I don't know, probably two and a half, three hours to do the little two mile hike back out. Yeah we were we had a bunch of people were coming in from you know to do waterfall or beach or whatever they were doing and so we were like warning today like don't even go on the rocks um and a lot of people also offered you know they just people really really wanted to help they saw they just saw how banged up we were and Um, people wanted to offer us more ibuprofen and like water and snacks. And it was really kind and interesting to be kind of trauma bonded with community in that way. And people just kind of stepping forward and wanting to be, you know, helpful and, you know, having our best interests in mind and we kept, um, walking or meeting up with people on the way out who were also part of the experience and just kind of, we had this little, all these little bonding moments with other people who were just like, I cannot believe that just happened to us. And, you know, they were, a lot of people like lost their shoes or lost their backpacks and their wallet or their phone or, you know, things like that. And there was a lot of like lost personal items and um, some like, other injuries. Um, but for the most part, a lot of people would just seem like really surprised and shook up from that whole surprise, <laughs> like, okay, here we from, are. From the power shots. of from the power of
0: Mother Nature. Um, so what were the lessons yeah. learned in all this? Oof.
1: I would say my number one lesson w- would be to trust my intuition. Um, that Like I said before, when we were on the beach and I saw that little wave coming up and touching the edge of the rocks and me getting this little whisper of being like, hey, maybe you should move and go up higher on the beach. And me just ignoring that and like, you know, telling talking myself out of it. So the first one is say to, I guess, be a little bit, heed the warnings of the surf advisory and recognize that even if we're not um going to the beaches intentionally trying to go visit the beaches just pay attention to the surf advisory and to stay even further away from um the ocean during a surf advisory because you just right, like be more so, conservative yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's that's it to put it and just mm-hmm. because you just cannot predict the power and when this water is gonna do a surge and how high it's gonna come up, you just don't know. There's no way of knowing
0: Hawaii. <laughs> when I think of Hawaii I think of warm sandy beaches, inviting surf breaks and tropical waterfalls. Oh and and turtles. And, and now I have a whole different perspective. So thank you to Alexander for being on the show. You know, this is a great lesson for all outdoor adventurers. Pay attention to those warnings, avalanche advisories, thunderstorm warnings. It's easy to get caught up in the day and think nothing can happen to me. But those warnings are there for a reason. So please be just a little extra cautious when the experts tell us to watch out. Thank you to Mammut for being the headlining sponsor, and thank you to Mystery Ranch for supporting this episode. And thank you to my good friends at Desert Mountain Medicine. Innovative wilderness medicine training since 1998. DMM has great news, friends. In accordance with various city, county, and state officials, DMM will begin running in-person courses June 1st. The health and safety of students and instructors is top priority, and DMM will continue to adapt and innovate as they move forward in providing wilderness medicine training. DMM is giving 10% off of their courses to any SharpEnd listener. Just use SharpEnd19 at checkout. Code expires August 1st. To learn more and sign up, visit DesertMountainMedicine.com. Are you ready? And now for the drawing. To sign up for the Mammut Kento hooded hard shell jacket, follow the SharpEnd podcast and MammutNA on Instagram. Tag two friends and this episode post, and you're entered to win this jacket. I'll draw and announce the winner on June 15th. Good luck. And remember, play hard and be smart.